for Australian mate. It's important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo and be sure it's Aussie. Road to the Ashes with Simon O'Donnell and Steve Harmison. Welcome back to Road to the Ashes. Thanks to Australian Made. Look for the green and gold kangaroo. Well, time now to go inside the Australian camp as they prepare for a massive couple of months with the World Test Championship, of course, and uh, followed by the Ashes kicking off on June 16. Australian batter Marcus Harris, uh, well, he's got over there and got some early preparation, went into camp early doors. I don't know how much cricket he's played. He's made plenty of hundreds, but he could have made a lot more if they played some more cricket. It's been cold, it's been wet, it's been cloudy, but he's still made time for us today. Marcus, welcome. Hey, boys. How are you going? But, um, you could have made another five hundreds on top of what you've already made this year if you played some cricket. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit hard to bat in flippers, so um, <laughs> had to try and make the best of it. But um, no, like I just said to Harmy before off air, we we lost a lot of cricket, but fortunately in the last couple of weeks the weather's really turned around and um, was able to have a good hit out a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, everything feels pretty good coming into um, the next couple of weeks. Mate, before I let Harmy at you, you've gone into camp in the last day or so uh, over in the UK. Where, where is camp? I just watched some vision last night. I assume you're not in London anywhere. You're, you're in one of the counties somewhere? Yeah, we all joined up on uh, Saturday. We're in Liverpool um, at a golf course called Formby Hall. So um, we've played golf for the last like three or four days just so the boys can get acclimatised. And um, we had some a few team meetings and stuff like that. So it's been really good. Um, yeah, I think some blokes have probably played five or six rounds of golf. So... Um, I'm not sure. Oh, Harmy will know definitely, but you know, up north in England, it doesn't get dark till like ten o'clock. So, I think we finished our round last night about quarter past eight, which was pretty cool. You mentioned, so you mentioned about the golf in that part of the world. And to be fair, let's talk about golf because it's much better than cricket, isn't it? Really, both teams are <laughs> building the building the, the, the going into June six sixteen with a trip to Scotland for golf. And uh, Formby Hall is beautiful. We played out. Play there quite regularly. It's a fantastic place, but Liverpool in that area is not normally uh, a cricket. And so, is this most important thing, Marcus, that you get together to get your plans out of the way? Because once June 16 comes, trying to alter stuff, five test match, six and a half weeks, has that been mentioned within the group that this is basically the whole shooting match when it comes to plan and preparation? Because once we start, it's just going to be relentless. Yeah, we, we had a chat about it the other day. It's um, I think it's six tests in seven weeks, so everyone knows that it's going to be pretty flat out and pretty full on. Um, I think the good thing up this sort of way is not too many people know who the cricketers are, so blokes can sort of get around and do their own thing. Um, it was good yesterday. We had a little training session up at Formby Cricket Club, which was cool, and there was a lot of people come out and watch that, so that was good. But, yeah, it's been, it's been like a it's – a, it's been a good prep just to sort of be away from everything and not in – not in the middle of town and be able to, um, you know, get together and spend some time with each other. Mike, as you've been part of the last, you know, couple of Ashes and, and they probably haven't gone as well as you would like them to. You, you've spent time in the team, a little bit of time out of the team. Now, I think it's fantastic the resilience you've showed over the journey, you know, and to see you now going over and playing county cricket, you, you seem to always want to continue to improve and better yourself. Am I... Fair in saying that, and is that something you've taken upon yourself to say, I need to get better to make sure I next opportunity I get, I cement that spot? 
Yeah, I think so. I think it's just the way I was brought up um, as a young kid, um, you know, from my mum and dad, and especially dad was just to, like, you never give up. You just keep having a crack. And um, I think if you do the right things often enough and for long enough that you'll get the opportunity. So um, I know I've spoken about it before, but I remember in 2019 I was really disappointed after that series, but I wasn't, um, you know, the first thing I thought after that is I need to get back over and play county cricket and, try and prepare myself as best I can to give myself the best opportunity I can. So, um, yeah, like I said, I just like having a crack and I feel like, you know, if you keep doing the right thing for long enough, things will turn around. But um, I really enjoyed playing over in England um, and it sort of gives you good confidence as a player that where you can come to somewhere where you've struggled before but then find a way to succeed, um, I think it helps you grow as a player as well. So hopefully that gives me the best preparation should I get an opportunity at some stage. Marcus, talk to us about the differences in, in in batting there at the top of the order to batting at batting at home. You know, we hear about the Duke ball and the different pitches from an opener walking out on the first morning of a Test match or a county game to walking out in the first morning in Australia of a Test match or a Shield game. What are the differences you expect? How do you change your game to cope? Uh, well, it's always it's yeah, it's always going to swing over in England with the Duke ball. Um, and then the amount of movement off the seam is probably, uh, you know, more precise than what it is with the Kookaburra. So that's the main thing. But I think as an opening batter, it's pretty simple. You're just trying to play the ball late. I know when I first came over to play county cricket, I kept sort of like chopping the ball onto the stumps because I was playing too far in front of my body, just not used to the slower wickets. Um, so it's just little things like that. Um, I think if you listen to Bucky Rogers talk, he speaks about sort of defending straight and scoring square. So just little things like that, giving yourself a bit more time, um, assessing conditions. Uh, and it's a, it's a great place to bat England once you get in, but you're just going to, you're going to have some days where you're going to struggle a little bit, but um, yeah. And then with the, with the Duke ball, the big, biggest team on it, it tends to, you know, always nip around a little bit. So probably just have to be a bit more precise with your batting, I'd say, than what you do with the Kookaburra ball. Marcus, in your preparation, it's been it's been a good preparation. Um, couple of hundreds, you've played against some decent bowling attacks. It seems as though you've got you've had the perfect preparation going into this test series because one of the first games you got all four days washed out at Yorkshire. You got acclimatized to being in England, and then you've come up against Sussex, which is a decent bowling attack. For Morgan's not a bad bowling attack, and then you got a hundred against my 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 team, Durham, and that Durham bowling attack. That's a good bone. That's as good a bone attack you'll get in the second division. Is that the perfect preparation going into what is going to be this tour? Yeah, it has been, Harmy. I remember um, last year, I reckon by this time of the season, I feel like I'd fielded five million overs. And now I think um, this year, fortunately, with the rain a little bit, we haven't spent too much time outside <laughs> in the dirt. So, um, yeah, it's been a good challenge. Yeah, that Durham attack was a really good attack, um, especially in Division 2. They're definitely not a Division 2 side. They're a bit better than that. So, that was good. But just like I said, it's been good to be able to have three years of county cricket under my belt. Um, just, you know, going into this series especially, but just to be able to be over here and be playing all the time. Um, and I love playing over here. So it's been enjoyable and it's been good for my cricket. Marcus, how do you guys mentally approach the, the two challenges ahead? One being the World Test Championship and then, and, and then the Ashes. So, I mean... How do you stop thinking ahead to June 16 and, and stay focused on, on what is a re such an important game coming up at the Oval in the next few days? 
Yeah, it can be hard to separate them a bit with them being so close together. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll start training tomorrow. So all of our prep in the next week or so will be all about uh, the India test. And then we'll worry about the Ashes after that. So I think with it being such a big test, um, I think you probably argue England playing against Ireland, they're probably looking to us a bit more than what they are looking at Ireland. Whereas we got such a big test match with the final against India. That's our main focus. So. Um, and it'll be a great reward for the team to be able to win that test championship, um, you know, just for a sustained good period of cricket over the last two years. So that's the main goal of the team. And then, yeah, we start the Ashes after that. And Marcus, do you look at what England have selected for the Ireland test match and go, well, we know you probably knew that Anderson, Robinson and Wood was going to be in that that first Ashes test match. But is it now as a as a team... Do you do you start start having one eye on it, or is it just total? We mentioned total focus on India, but does that concrete sort of selection now we can start planning that? Anderson, Robinson, and Wood are probably going to play in the first Test match. Now with Pick Tung, he's probably going to play at some point. So he's looking for footage of a lot of footage of Josh Tung to sort of get your mind and brain ready just in case you have to come up against him. Yeah, I think we we know that they're going to have probably four, five or six bowls that they can go to um, that we've all would have played against. So there won't be any surprise come that first test um, against us, whatever combination they go with. Um, and then a few of us have been fortunate enough to play against Josh Tung this year in county cricket. So we'll have a bit of a reference point for that for if he happens to play against us. So we know they got a lot of good bowlers and especially in their condition. So, but we'll be prepared for whatever they throw at us. So you got a nickname, Josh Tung. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know him. <laughs> oh, didn't hear him refer to him, you know, wagging or awful or no, I don't know. Trite or I anything like that. With <laughs> I think it was just Tungy. <laughs> I've taken the. What did, you, what did you make of him, Marcus? What did you make of him? Because not yeah, many. I thought he. I thought he'd seen he nothing of him. him. Not many people have seen anything of him. Yeah, he's he was. Um, I hadn't. I've heard his name, but I'd never seen him bowl before. Um. And we played him on Worcester on not a great wicket. And he, um, yeah, he definitely has good pace about him. Tall, bit of bounce. Um, generally went across the left-hander, but he could bring it back in. So he looks like a decent package. Um, it feels like England are starting to build up a fair few, like, good uh, sort of young bowls that have got good pace about him. So there's obviously blokes like Braden Cast at Durham as well and Potsy. So um, they've got a few to pick from. Are we going to have a full um, array of fast bowlers to pick from? Josh Hazlewood, I saw him bowling at practice yesterday. He looked fine to me. Does he look fine to you, Marcus? Yeah, they all bowled really well yesterday at training. So um, I think they all look good. And then Hoff was smacking drives about 300 metres on the <laughs> golf course yesterday. So I reckon his side's all right. So, um, yeah, I think we should have a full array to pick from, hopefully. Uh, the, the, the Ashes... You know, compare it to a, you know, a, a South African tour of Australia, which you know is only just gone by. You know, why does it why does it hold such high esteem amongst the players that take part in Ashes series? Oh, I think it's the history of it, and um, you know, growing up as a young kid in Australia, the first thing you you know you taught anything about cricket is Australia versus England, so. I can still remember like the first big prominent series for me was that 2005 series and watching that and it's what, what dreams are made of for every single kid. So, um, and then just the history of the, of the whole thing. So 
And then once you're apart, it's such an amazing atmosphere, especially over here. I know it's great at home, but in England on the smaller grounds with the big crowds and um, just the way that it's the game's played and the competition, uh, it's just it's the biggest thing we can play in. I know some <laughs> some people are speaking about the Border Gavaskar Trophy being close, but I just, in my opinion, I don't think it is. I think um, this is the pinnacle for especially Australians and England English cricketers. So it's just great to be a part of and to be over and in, in the middle of it in England's great. And what are your 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 hopes and aspirations of you know the in I guess it's on on Talksport on the Korean Collective if Marcus Harris was to look into the crystal ball and thought this is the big that this is the grand plan for my six weeks what would it be at the end other than holding the Ashes aloft? Oh, just hopefully to be like I think what I said to you then, Harm, is just to be a part of the team and um, hopefully play a part in some way, shape, or form and help, helping us win the series. So. Um, just doing the right thing all the time. If you're not playing, being a good squad member, then if you're playing, just contributing in one way or another. So that's what my goal is. And yeah, like I said, hopefully in six weeks we can be holding the trophy up. Marcus, it's going to be, a, excuse me, it's a little tongue-tied excuse that with Josh Tongue, tongues <laughs> waiting. Um, but, um, we, we really wish you well. It's going to be a fantastic uh, six or seven weeks um, coming up with the World Test Championship and, uh, and of course, the Ashes. A, a brilliant time to be over in the UK. Congratulations on firstly being in the squad and and genuinely the determination that uh, you put into making yourself a better cricketer and a permanent part of that Australian eleven. Uh, we congratulate you for that and thank you for giving you some time today on Road to the Ashes. No worries, boys. Thank you. Cheers, Marcus. Marcus Harris Cheers, joining boys. us there. Now, Hummy, the way... Harry sort of, you know, talks to you. I feel as if, you know, you've spent a bit of time with him. Have you had a jar or two with him or something at some stage, have you? Yeah, we had, we had a conversation like this a few weeks ago on on the Cricket Collective. And like I said then, and not just because he's sitting here, it's when, when you have an individual player who is not just trying to get into the team, but once he gets in the team, makes a a fist of it as best you possibly can a preparation. And that's why I brought the preparation up. Gloucester's preparation has gone from, and they've gone against bone attacks who are getting better and better week upon week. For me, that is a sign of somebody who wants to be the best prepared possible. So if you if you pass that test and score runs, then you've done you you've done your homework. If you feel that test and you don't score runs because the bowlers are bowl well, well, you can look at yourself in the mirror. And I'm always being a believer of an individual that you look in yourself in the mirror, tell the man in the mirror the honest truth. And I couldn't have done any better preparation. And I think that's what Marcus Harris has done so far to get, like Manus Labashir and like Steve Smith have done, to get against English bowlers in English conditions. So I wish him well for that because that's what a true proper professional does. A couple of weeks ago when you came on with that red face after a big English cricket dinner on that uh, Friday <laughs> night, I would have liked when you looked in the mirror the next morning. I would have exactly. Liked, would have wondered what came so out of I your mouth. See the man than, in the mirror oh, next dear morning. me. Oh, hell. <laughs> Marcus, thanks for coming on. Great to chat. 